Come on out, you. You fucking. Come on out, you rapist. Wow. Subhana Fadiq Yes, ya Allah, that's right, infidels. It's the end of days. So gear up for full gear. The horsemen are here. MSG, Hacker Hameen. Ready to break down all the backstage news. All the reviews of this week's show <laughs> i don't know infidels it's time to crush here on light the fuse hameen media group channelattitude.com YOLO. oh man uh, you can cut out the quick drums no got him uh <laughs> we're back man it's a it's a strange day here in this in the missile silo man uh, a lot of weird uh twitter propaganda coming through on the conspiracy horseman side and uh i'm feeling uh mixed up from traveling from uh the north to the south and then back again uh definitely you guys can hear my voice i had a great time last night with the aew self-help oh give him another one to you rope uh and we had we had a good time jamming out man but uh, i'm i'm running on fumes here so thankfully my co-pilot's more than capable of uh piloting this ship to successful landing man and msg is back in the house i like the views good to see you pal welcome once and all to all you lovely faces that are watching us right here on youtube we're listening to us on channelattitude.com yeah um provided by homie media group Yes, Ben, I'm excited to be back. Talk a little AEW Dynamite. I thought last night's show was pretty good. In, in, in wow. Certain... <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to tell you why. I thought it was pretty good in certain aspects just because, like, it feels like certain weeks, like, I don't know. Like, I, I liked, I just liked the talent enhancement matches this week, I guess. I liked those talent mm. enhancement matches, and that, for me, kind of made the show flow a little bit more because it felt like the it made the other matches important except for that main that main event match but we'll get to um, yeah. uh well we the thing is with enhancement talent matches i have uh, no problem with them either but when you're heading into the pay-per-view you do business you don't build a guy on a streak okay. three days out from the fucking pay-per-view that's, that's the three weeks beforehand while you do it then you get into your long-term business and you pay it off at a pay-per-view but what the fuck do i know <laughs> Well, ladies so, and gentlemen, once again, welcome back to another edition of AEW Dynamite. Yeah. Light the fuse. Uh, so, you know, before we get into the show, we always like to talk a couple stories around the world. Ben, you got anything on your mind, whether it be professional wrestling or current world events that you'd like to talk about before we get going here? Yeah, I mean, way bigger than wrestling and the rib on me as I get closer and closer to open my cannabis dispensary. More good news this week and just pushing forward and a lot of manual labor this week to get ready to do like eight weeks of work in two weeks because it might happen that fast. We're hopeful, but nothing's guaranteed, you know, and it's been nonstop <laughs> coming in, uh, on, on my feeds of, Oh, the end of days, <laughs> uh, solar storms, solar flares, magnetic pole shifts, uh, space weather. Uh, what is it? Uh, volcano activities up 300% in the past week. 
giant cracks in the ground <laughs> and a possible uh, cataclysm that comes every 6,000 and 12,000 years, which they all want to act like it's nothing. But the reality is and what nobody's saying because they keep it out of the media is that we're in the field of planet X and the last ice age was 6,000 years ago. And with everything they've done with carbon dating and going through sediments on the bottom of the ocean, it goes 6,000, 6,000, 6,000, 6,000. And we're in that 40 year fucking span right now. So uh, wouldn't that be a good rib? You get approved for your cannabis dispensary and the world pole shifts and you're under a fucking block of ice dead. Well, speak, well, speaking of cannabis, that, that is a good tie-in yeah. to our first current event story here. So check this out. This uh, uh, came out from The Sun on November the 16th. So today, as of, uh, I guess, a couple hours ago. Uh, rapper icon Snoop Dogg has sparked concerns among his fans after announcing he is quitting smoking. The drop-it-like-it's-hot rapper known as the avid cannabis smoker shocked fans on social media on Thursday as he announced He's cutting the habit. Mm. I'm, giving, I'm giving up smoking, Snoop captioned on X. After much consideration and conversations with my family, I've decided to give up smoking. This part this part pops me. Please respect my privacy at this time. <laughs> um, yeah. The announcement shocked fans as Snoop is an outspoken cannabis smoker and even owns his own weed brand, Death Row Cannabis. One fan commented, today is an April Fool's Day, Snoop. Another joke, Snoop without smoke is like Earth without water. And a third, <laughs> a, thir a third fan commented, "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, so, um, Snoop Dogg is giving up the weed. Apparently, and this is of course after he uh, apparently got so high with Ed Sheeran back in October that Sharon lost all of his sight in front of his mother-in-law. Um, but go ahead. He lost his sight in front of his mother-in-law. Like I guess Ed Sheeran got so high that he could. He was like, "I can't." That's see interesting. You. Remind me of that in just a minute again because I want to talk about that too. Okay. Um, yeah. Is it a PR ploy? Possibly. But here's something that it's it is for a smaller demographic, but I imagine you'll see it increase as marijuana becomes as accepted as alcohol is in mainstream in the next five to 10 years. Right now, it only affects probably five to 10 percent of like avid uh, cannabis users. It's called cam uh, cannabis hyperemesis syndrome. Hyperemesis means violently vomiting. Um, and if you are a lifetime smoker, um, eventually your body is going to start rejecting it. I went through it uh, for almost two years and didn't know what it was. And I quit for a year and a half and put on, <laughs> I think like 60 pounds. Oh. <laughs> and then I had to lose all that. Um, Can you repeat that again? What was the, the, the cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome? So it's not just the smoker term or we just call it green sick. Oh man, I got green sick and I smoked yeah. way too much weed. Right. Yeah. No, it, like, um, you can wake up with, uh, it starts usually with like a bile puking and then an extreme pain under your ribs and in, in your organs. Uh, and then it can even get to like uh, affecting uh, your ability to go to the bathroom and things along those lines. And uh, you have like instant sweats and you almost pass out. Like that's when I, when I was at my worst, I was going through that. And, uh, it, they say if you quit for a month or two, your body resets, which mine did. I haven't really had much issue with it since I've been back on for the last four or five years. But like when it was bad, it was bad. It would put me in the hospital bad almost to the trip, a couple trips to the ER, just because I didn't know what, what it was at that time. And they didn't even know either, you know? And yeah. then after more and more research and somebody sending me links, uh, on it, 
uh, I, I met every <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it, got it of all the symptoms. So I wonder a guy like Snoop, who's been uh, smoking nonstop and probably 10 times as much as you and I were avid uh, cannabis users, just from what he's got to do to keep up appearances, doesn't mean his body isn't going to reject it the same way. So he may be going through something very strange, very similar. You know what I mean? So, and like, I remember in 2015, it, it was bad for me. And like, people were like, I was losing weight because I couldn't even, I don't know. It was just, it was it kind of, con, my body was consuming itself to some is, degree. Is do you maybe just, I mean, I, I, we're speculating here, but I mean, historically speaking, Snoop Dogg has always been very skinny. He's always look, kind of looked malnourished. Yeah, do you sure. maybe think that has something to do with that I as think, well? I think it absolutely could. And and some long-term organ dysfunction maybe too with it. So that's just me total speculation, right. knowing, uh, you know, that that is a syndrome for like when they say we do, it's only, you know, not addictive. Da, da, da. There's no bad side effects. That's not true. You can develop cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. And if you are an avid user and you feel yourself getting sick every day, usually you'll smoke, be fine. And then within an hour afterwards, all of a sudden flush, like you feel like you got the flu and, and then boom, it hits you. You got to lay out for an hour and then you're back up and at it. But when, when it's real bad, dude, my stomach would have me bent right over like hurling and shit. And like, that's not good. So all the propaganda and I'd be the first one to, you know, be the biggest supporter of cannabis, but I'm going to tell it like it is, you know, of the truth of it. So that's interesting to me that maybe it is. And the other part of that too is maybe it's not that this motherfucker is selling out massively. Right. So sure. He's the, for the, the dog father of uh, cannabis in America and bringing that hip hop culture to every suburb in the world where now all moms are taking gummies and <laughs> every other fucking thing. Right. Um, even though he's, everybody thinks he came up with the ism talk, but he stole that from Carney wrestling that's been going on since the twenties. Um, this guy's got Corona. Uh, what did I see him yesterday? Grubhub. And what if these major fucking mm. Illuminati high level sponsors go, we want to change Snoop and we want to make them dance and we that's want to be the guy, our guy. And there's money, big, big money behind it. Then, by all means, you're going to dance. And if you made the death row deal with the devil <laughs> with Suge Knight and the Bloods, who knows what they got Snoop by the short and curlies on, man. So um, there's a couple different things that, that could figure into that. Now, when you said Ed Sheeran with blindness, I'd never experienced this before until hmm. maybe a month and a half ago. Really? Yeah, I was ripping the vape, dude. And all of a sudden, like my eyes start flipping. And I can, I'm not, it's not going like pitch black. Like I'm can't see anything in the room, but I can't focus on anything. I can see the light, but everything is just waving back and forth. Like you get that after you take a big hit off the dab and get a nasty cough or whatever. But dude, I couldn't get my eyes right for like 20 seconds, almost like blind and just shifting back and forth. Now, who knows with these high level concentrates, bro. I mean, I grew up as flower power. Kid, True. Right? Now with these dabs and shit like that, that ain't for that. No country for old men on that shit. You know what I mean? Like some of these things are so potent, dude, that nobody really knows the long-term effects yet. Nobody knows from the breaking bad process of making distillate uh, of what, you know, you might be able to, to test that it's, you most are 70 to 95% purities and like, it's almost the magic of how science works on it because you're like, 
I can take the same flower that I could smoke, but do this little press to it and get the actual pine pitch out of it. Right. And hit that. And now it's 70% stronger. Like it just doesn't compute in my fucking stupid wrestler Jeopardy brain. So, um, but dude, I'd never experienced that before, but I felt like I was blind for 20 minutes or 20 seconds where I couldn't fucking see shit, have any. Yeah. So I've never I, had that. Like I've gotten off the dabs and you, cause you kind of described it. Like I've had situations where maybe I've taken too many dabs and what, like in one sitting, like, or mm-hmm. one session or all at once. And what ends up happening is I kind of get like lightheaded and maybe a little nauseous and I have to lay down and like relax. And I, I can still watch TV yeah. and chill, but I got to like, just let my head put it on a pillow and, yeah. and like, and, and relax. But I haven't had the blindness I've gotten sick. So I've gotten like, over i've gotten thc sick where i've had too much thc in a small amount of time and ended up throwing up um which then yeah. made me even more higher which was great uh, <laughs> uh so like but I've there gotten- is there is measurable side effects yeah there where is. the propaganda on the weed side the weed lover side is always well, there's nothing you can't get addicted to and there's no physical and there is and then they're you're they're lying or they haven't experienced it or they're kayfabe and that, that they have it's one of those three so um you know i'm here to say doest thou wilt uh, and everything uh in moderation you know you can rizzer there's a rizzer track where he says you know you can reach enlightenment anyway in many ways whether it's uh, buddhist uh meditation alcohol and cannabis but all that shit that you do comes with repercussions are a price you know what i mean so um there's there's definitely different ways to to get to where you feel normal for you but uh, your body may not be able to tolerate those outside substances and in, in mass quantities or mass concentrations yeah it's uh it's crazy i'm getting to the point where you know you mentioned getting older i am starting to get to that point where i'm going to probably go back from uh, the wax to the weed because i'm feeling like it's starting to get to be a little too much like you know yeah, that wax is crazy bro how that shit took over and it's just uh such a well, another thing, level bro the really. thing about it is is that i'm noticing is you know because i like to smoke during the day just to get a nice yeah. you know thc buzz in the morning and then yeah at night and I'll, if i've noticed it sometimes with the wax because of how strong it is it makes no matter what it is it doesn't matter sativa hybrid whatever 70 80 percent gonna knock me the fuck out and yeah. i'm noticing like you know as someone who manages my own schedule now the, the these days i'm just like man like i just lost three or four hours in my day because i took a nap which is fine but i don't need to take a nap every day i can be doing other things you know yeah I mean? absolutely yeah i mean i'm as a motivational killer but I, we, you and i both use it as a creative tool and people are yeah. like <clears throat> you smoke weed you're not gonna do anything i go bro since you've known me I've every, every moment you've known me, I've been on fucking Smith. Now do you just, have you seen what I've accomplished in the 10 years you've known me to friends? And like, so now you're saying I'm lazy. Cause I know I work fucking twice the schedule you do and have done three times as much. And I'm not saying you MSG. I'm just talking a general, general or, yeah. I'm not trying to put myself over, but like <clears throat> all these fucking reefer madness arguments are bullshit sure. to me. It's about what you use it for and and how motivated you are in life so yeah i definitely was not i apologize if anybody's listening and think i'm projecting that i'm just saying personally i'm getting to a point right that like i i I can't probably be dad and i probably got to go back down to flower which will be interesting because then i mean when i eventually hit the wax again months later i'll be like i'm a goofy little kid again where i'm yeah dude and when you wouldn't dude when i came back after 16 months off bro (laughs) 
I mean, like uh, training wheels, right? Like it, it hits you like a brick. And the craziest thing is when you really get off uh, cannabis for like, oh, even a week. Like if you're an everyday smoker and you stop for 48 hours, when you go to sleep, dude, your dreams are so vivid. It is the it is more vivid than watching like an intense action Marvel movie almost, bro. Like your your REM sleep cycles are interrupted, and when your body starts to clear out of cannabis at night, your mind is just flying, dude. I, I remember like those two weeks after I quit every night was just like an epic movie. And when I would go to sleep. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's your, <laughs> your, your cannabis talk here. This, yeah, uh, man. Cannabis. Be a, uh, be uh, you know, careful with how you smoke, uh, you know, restrict yourself. And uh, you know, if you're not, if you're feeling a little nauseous, drink some water, lay down, relax. Well, some people might not know. They're like, why am I getting fucking sick? And That's like, true. usually you'll, you'll smoke weed to settle your stomach. And I was doing that and it would make it even worse, bro. It felt like somebody had their hands cupped under my ribs and like pulling down on me on one side, on my right side. And it was just super painful. And I was like, got to stop, bro. Cause it was, it was getting out of hand, you know? So to each their own and do as thou will, but some people might not even know the symptoms they're feeling. And if you are an avid user, look up cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. It might you you might have the early stages, and it's all right to take a week break. If anything, that's what I would say: not quitting outright, but hey, can I stop for a week just to show myself that I have the fucking willpower to do whatever I want to do? You know, so. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, it's interesting with Snoop there. I think it's probably more of a corporate decision. I don't know. I don't know. I just see him all over the place, you know, lately. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, how about the, the big, uh, rib news, uh, even though it's not AEW news of Becky Lynch going zero for 60 on celebrity jeopardy last night. Got, she was going into at the end of double jeopardy, uh, minus 2,500, they gave her 500 and then she got the, uh, final jeopardy question, right? So she got a thousand. I think they fed her the answer for that too, bro, because that question was harder than anything else that she couldn't get earlier on in the show. Um, an absolutely embarrassing performance. Um, <laughs> yeah, time to go back to school. <laughs> you can't turn that lemon into lemonade. You embarrass the entire WWE. Your kids will look back on that and go, my mom was the stupidest one on Celebrity Jeopardy, which is pretty much framed up for people with learning disabilities to start with. Uh, and just absolutely looking like a fool. And if I was whoever coming into the next week on TV as a writer, all shots fired. And if I was AEW, I would do a, a, a Jeopardy on my show. You know, I would do a Jeopardy rib on my show uh, just to go at her that way. Uh, absolutely uh, embarrassing. That's pretty embarrassing if you can't answer one question on Jeopardy. Well, dude, oh, it's set up for celebrities. Like, so, you know, the questions are probably easier than your typical, yeah. you know, scientific data or trivial knowledge type of questions, especially because you always talk about these people are in the bubble. Right. So, yeah. like, she also knew she was going on Jeopardy. So no one primed her or told her, hey, here's some of the topics. I mean, not like the questions, but here's some of the things that are going to be discussed. So maybe once a night for an hour, read some shit on this. So that way you're yeah. 
can get yourself prepared for this thing, but no. Download the game and play it on your phone while you're on the road. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, he had somebody who did flashcards with him so he could answer quick. Smart. Uh, and uh, and I don't want to look like an idiot on TV. Like yeah, that. and he was kicking ass, and then Rachel Dratch came back and beat him by betting whatever and $1 more. Uh, but Rachel Dratch, I expect to be brilliant because she's Improv Olympic in Second City where we have to be uh, knowledgeable about almost every field. So when we play those characters in an improv scene, we're just not going, you know, some stupid, I'm a gynecologist, let me see your crotch. No, if you want, you miss, I hate to break it to you, but you have HPV, the human papillomavirus, and, you know, like you want to be, play the character to how it should be, not some goofy fucking, hey, everybody, and fucking Dr. Nick bullshit, right? So right. Uh, she looked like a complete fool. Because she is. Uh, I've uh, <laughs> just playing Jeopardy at home, and everyone can say this. Uh, that I'm sure that everyone who ever oh, watched wow. Jeopardy is. I, I've won regular Jeopardy at least 20, 30 times over the people uh, that have played it and not some celebrity fucking kindergarten gumdrop version of it. And she couldn't even get over on that, dude. I got to pop lab rat. She got all the answers right, but no one could understand what she was saying. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Catch breath. Um, I will uh, throw Rachel Dratch under the bus, even though she was lovely to me uh, when I was her talent handler. Uh, we, we were all partying one night. And for some reason, it was summertime. And uh, she was walking around barefoot in the theater, dude. The worst feet I've ever seen on a human uh. being. Rachel just, Dratch's feet are uh, brutal. Just, looks like somebody smashed her toes with a hammer, bro. I just don't like feet, so I mean, you bring up feet in general. <laughs> they, they are some troll level feet, <laughs> but I, you know, Rachel Dratch, a phenomenal uh, comedian and uh, super smart and a, and a good writer and a, and a funny character worker, and you know, uh, not conventionally uh, doesn't meet conventional beauty standards, and I think that's what makes her unique. And you know. Uh, sure she's dealt with that not like jeopardy so it's nice to see her get to shine you know uh that way for me but i knew that she should be able to blow them all out of the water <laughs> and the new jeopardy host dude that guy he seems like a goddamn disney animatronic and he's trying to get his shit in he is brutal to watch brutal so yeah well um I don't like feet. That's what we learned here today for all you guys. When I was on tour in Missouri, like, oh, man, I saw so many people walking around bare feet. And I was yeah, like, yeah. It was just like, this is nasty. All right. I couldn't believe that Macaulay Culkin didn't get the uh, answer to or the question to the answer. Uh, he was molested at Neverland Ranch and starred in Home Alone. <laughs> well, speaking of Home Alone, there might be a lot of people sent home and hanging out alone mm. as our next headline story once again I'm, again this is not my intention but we've got yeah. more nwa news yeah okay so here's another exclusive from the house of wrestling.com nwa expected to make roster and production cuts this is an exclusive uh it's been a wild month for corgan as we all have been talking about them losing the tv deal or apparently we don't know speculated that he might not get the tv deal uh due to the nwa samhain cocaine spot um the backlash of the segment on social media caused cw to reconsider that house of wrestling has now learned that nwa is expected to make cuts to its roster in various production areas soon one source one source we spoke with told us that corgan will make cuts at every corner one example we were given on the production side is that the hair and makeup department's budget will be cut in half 
Uh, we are told that this weekend's NWA power tapings will primo- primarily only have one contracted talent appearing on what was described as a bare bones crew. Exceptions to this rule regarding non-contracted talent appearing are Violent J and Mike Knox. Uh, concerning J, we are told he flies himself in and works for free. Uh, current NWA tag team champion Kratos is also not under contract, but holds a title. The two wrestlers played a mass tag team are also not under contract, but are working in NWA owned gimmick. Um, and then it goes on. There's more cost flying himself into shows and working for free, taking bumps for free. That's what violent J. I mean, he's the ICP guy, right? So he's probably got a bunch of money. He doesn't care. I don't give a fuck. That's the definition of being a mark. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, and it says here, the January tapings have already been booked with primarily contracted talents. The talent cuts will likely occur following those tapings though, in early 2024, where Corgan expects to start new contract negotiations. Um, talents without contracts cannot be let go. So some of these working without formal deals will likely not be called regarding future bookings. Um, there's a couple other things here. Uh, it says uh, another cost cutting measure is house of wrestling. Learn that most NWA talent can no longer fly in the day before shows by doing so. The NWA will no longer have to pay extra hotel cost, which they have been footing the bill for now. Sure. NWA has been paying for flights and hotels for talent, which is different than a standard WWE deal, which usually is done by the wrestlers. Uh, they pay for their own hotels. Uh, paying for hotels, of course, has been considered an incentive to work for the NWA. Um, NWA talent will continue to have their hotels paid for on the night of the tapings. However, if the tapings go more than one day, they will have to pay for their own t- hotel going forward. And then finally, we're told that the cuts are because Corgan has been funding everything out of pocket for the NWA for years. There you go. There you go, brother. How much can you fucking afford to lose? And Billy Corgan's dad is not a billionaire. (laughs) All Billy Corgan's money is Billy Corgan earned. You know what I mean? Um, And yeah, you love wrestling. Welcome to professional wrestling. Most companies, almost every company does one thing, goes out of business. Even WWE just had to sell at the highest level. Name me one indie that doesn't, that, that can make it past 10 years. They don't. And usually it's the fucking promoter at the end going, I just can't. I, my wife's going to leave me. <laughs> my guy got no, nothing for my kid's future. I thought this was going to work out. I thought we were going to be the next ECW and they come up 150 grand uh, out of pocket under bro. And NWA, I wouldn't doubt if it's 1.5 million under at this, at this time where he tried to get big name WWE guys to, to be his draw and get it to the next spot. And Worker's going to work. I don't care if they're pumped to work with Billy Corgan or not. They're going to try and pick pockets, right? And Billy's been in the entertainment industry, so he's seen every fucking type of scumbag manager promoter. So he's smartened up to it to some degree. But there just comes a time of like, no more. I'm not flushing any more money. The reality is he has to swallow the jagged little pill that wrestling does not make money. Ben, at the level you this is all This is all for the juggalos and the juggalettes. Whoop, yeah. whoop. Yeah. All, the, Sorry, all those me. yeah all those fucking 48 year olds who are still painting their face out there all 12 of them that's exactly who we want bro so you know the fact that whatever happened with uh the coke spot at sam haynes sawin or whatever the fuck you want to call it um is well, i i heard this is, this is breaking news as we tie it into yeah. aew i heard you know they said tony khan's gonna be hiring a big name wrestler 
or somebody that's well respected in the industry. Yeah, could it be Father could James it, Mitchell? No, no, no. Could it oh. be the table? I mean, oh, he, he really likes I am, cocaine. I am, I, am the, I am the table. I am the table. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, Fucking, uh, I don't know, with uh, with all this shit. In the meantime, last night, they're ribbing Prince Nana about buying weed from a high school kid in the middle of the fucking ring, bro. You know? So, <laughs> drugs, bad, except for that drug. But when we do this one, and we don't do that one, but, this, but then nobody talk about the drug that makes you super muscular because that's what will get you on TV. But then this drug... It's all just such a fucking cock over of a bunch of crybaby pussies uh, not going. This is a TV show. It can handle anything. And if you don't like it, don't watch it. Shut the fuck up. Um, and here here he is after thinking, like, I invested all this money in the uh, impact and then I had to battle them to get it back. Then I fucking put it in NWA thing. I'm going to refresh that brand because I want to live out my childhood and see you bring it back. And the reality is, why did NWA go out of business? <laughs> the same reason. Not now, but back then in, in the 80s. There is no, this is the long and short of it. There is no roadmap to success to make a fuck ton of money in the wrestling business. All you can do is be out for yourself as a worker. Try and get over. Sure, you want to protect your brothers and sisters in the ring, but I tell my students this. We're all together here at UWE, but it's each one for themselves when it comes out here. And I will cut your throat if you're fucking trying to get my spot, or I will use you to get myself over. And you might get the rub by getting camel clutched out by me, and you have your own little mark out moment, but I'm here to look strong. <laughs> you're my enhancement. And fucking that's the... It, 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 that's the dark side of it. And it even goes, and not that Blaze and I have any issues, but I know Blaze wouldn't mind a singles run to try and be a mortal champ. And I got his back the whole way. I'm happy to fucking pass that torch of whatever top heel that I've been for years around here, right? Yeah. But that shows even my tag partner, even though he's coming at me in a nice and respectful way of da da da, I'd be like, dude, of course I'm going to help get you over. But if it wasn't me or somebody else, guys will cut each other's fucking throats in this, in the own tag team, bro. And one guy can get heat and fuck it up for everybody, whether it's Enzo and Cass or whoever the fuck. Right. And, right. and I, yeah, this is the, when I say mafia, it's your best friend. Who's the one who fucking puts the ice pick in the back of your neck at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, I think Billy Corgan, it took him, long enough to live his booker professional wrestling dream owning companies and crossing over but there is no roadmap to profit and the cw deal was the first glimmer of hope to that and when that goes out the window and you're an emo chicago rock guy well draw the shades buddy it's depression time order some philly's best and <laughs> cozy tie and fucking shut the world out because that's what's going on right now well, ladies and gentlemen, we're about uh, 30 plus strong here on uh, Light the Fuse 33 here. 33 right now. 33 and a third here as uh, right here on HMG, on Bin Means YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to channelattitude.com. Four or five bucks a month. Ami Media Group. Sign up. Download all the podcasts. Get all the great content. You never see the Friday Locker Room live. You want to see it? You want to watch it? Sign up, yeah. channelattitude.com. Same with Money Locker. Maybe they give you one every now and then. I don't know. You got to sign up if you want to watch the show and all the other great shows there provided by channelattitude.com. 
Well, let's talk. Uh, I guess we can. Uh, I got. I do have oh. one more story that I was okay. just like, this can't be real. <laughs> because if it is, this might be the only person that Becky Lynch could beat in Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Big Man Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, explains why AEW is on WWE's next. I saw this story. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> he says, they're on national TV. We're on national TV. We go head-to-head. We're right on them, he continued. We've beaten them in the ratings at times. We're right on their necks. There are two major companies in this business. It's WWE and AEW. <laughs> he also addresses the belief that uh, some of them, he would fare well in uh, WWE. He says, when people say, do you ever want to go to WWE? I tell people, we're right there with them, he explained. I mean, I get being, he's on the push now a little bit, so you're going to tow the company line and bullshit. But that's what it is. It's a giant crock of shit. I'm not saying WWE is good. The first hour of Raw that I watched was fucking abysmal this week. And then this whole show, I'm glad you liked it. Opening match was okay. Everything else was trash on this show except for the Tony Storm segment. I mean, literal indie, I don't know how to work, book, or do my match trash on this fucking show, bro. All right, well, let's talk about AEW. Top five, top five worst AEWs ever uh, in the last four years was last night. What a way to start. Ben, light the fuse. Let's go. All right, light the fuse. Yes, yeah, so Ben, you already kind of mentioned it there, but we did start off with a, a opening recap once again. I'm talking about last week and the MJF devil acclaimed kingdom under the hoods bullet club bang sorry bang. I, I i gotta stop again and before we even get it because i'm just still irate from not irate from the hobbs thing because okay. last night during the fucking big street fight that had no production coordination I, I imagine you were like what the fuck are they doing with these cuts uh big show who goes very limited in his mobility gets slammed on a fucking hood of a car outside off of a stack of wood Hey, there's a big stack of eight by twelves here. You know what? Let me park my car right next to the wood lot. Uh, so just happens to be so we can get it on there. I get the big show might want to go. No, nah, dude, I'm going to get him over as the big man. Workers, this is where you need to protect legends from themselves. You are getting the rub just by being there with Big Show and matching power as a big man. You do not go over on Big Show. You do not go over on the legend. Instead, what does he do? He picks him up. Big Show posts on his fucking thigh, and he gives him a half side slam out of the hood of the car. Big Show rolls off, and fucking uh, everyone comes and checks on him. That's the last we see on the match. Wrong. <laughs> and Big Show probably wanted to do good business for Hobbs and goes, brother, I'll you slam me. You'll get over. Don't worry. I'll get up for you. And he almost couldn't get him up because the guy's 500 pounds. He's fucking <laughs> the big show. The spot is you go to lift him, <laughs> can't get him, go to lift him again, can't get him, glom him, glom him. You go to gut wrench him, can't get him. Big show back body drops Hobbs onto the top of the car. The threat of violence is just as important as the violence itself. You could have almost got him up, almost got him up, reverse, and Buddy takes the bump. The, the, the rookie, the under guy, the not made guy does business for the legend. And if you don't, then you then then the legend is trying to put you over and he doesn't realize that the rub comes from him getting offense on you. I know a little about this. 
Uh, my gimmick is so simple that that's what I do is work legends. I probably shouldn't have beat Tracy Smothers in a dance competition, but I'm that good with it. So fucking the, to see that and to see him bump big show was just to me is asinine. And it goes to speak to the higher thing. Like I said, he might be just propagandizing. We're right on their throats. You're not even fucking in the same car driving down the road as WWE, bro. You're on the side of the road on a goddamn tricycle on the highway. It, it, it's embarrassing that they really in the inside the wrestling bubble that they believe this bullshit. And that they're not watching their show back going. And if they are, they're they're going, that was awesome. It wasn't awesome. It, it, it sucked. And and they don't under, even understand the simple psychology. And I'm sitting here last night on the AEW self-help group going, these aren't even indie workers who are on TV at this point. These are the worst level of psychology of indie workers. Because we'll have Immortal this weekend on pay-per-view on Premiere. And I, I can guarantee that Big Bill Collier's match versus Heath Slater will make more fucking sense than anything that I saw on that show last night. All right? And both of those guys fucking get it. Me and Blaze versus Nachi Mafia, it's going to be a straight beating, you know? So they the, thing, the fact that they think that working this 50-50 or I'm going to get you over with that, nobody got over. The only thing that happened was people at home went, fuck, I hope Big Show's all right. Not in like, a, I hate Hobbs. I hope Big Show's all right. Like, fuck, why is he doing that and taking those bumps, bro? Please stop. That's not what the fuck you want. That's not the emotion you want people at home to have. The I hope he kicks out a cancer feeling. It just, it, it boggles my mind. And then to see those types of things or it comes out from tricky Nikki at house of wrestling, it's all third hand fucking bullshit from guys who aren't in this business, who think they understand it. They don't know. Fuck all. Well, I mean, we can jump around here. Let's talk about that. I mean, the match itself, you're referring to the, this is the stupidest name for a fucking match. The, hold on, let me make sure the, like a dragon, the man who erased his name match. So that right there, let's stop right there. What is that? It's a video game. It's a video game. Do we have our own video game? We do. Is Christmas and Black Friday right around the corner? It is. Everybody's a fucking moron who needs a square punch right in the teeth, bro. That we're promoting some fucking Yakuza video game that isn't going to sell worth a shit. It's not based around a movie that everybody's buzzing about. And our own video game didn't do dog shit in sales because we released it in July like a whole crop of fucking morons. And now here we are promoting somebody else's shit instead of our own going into the holiday season. You couldn't miss any more on marketing. Is this what the brilliant dirt sheet reporters that you hire to understand fucking business so well are that these are their plans? Let's get the Yakuza video game fucking and we'll make a, a match and have a fucking Chinese restaurant. Uh, menu restaurant out there to go through and and this douchebag that nobody cares about whose neck could break at any second we'll have him ride down the ramp on a 10 speed won't that be fucking phenomenal everybody everybody looks like a total dumbass and even the people watching at home are embarrassed while they're watching that shit bro yeah it was very confusing for first of all if you, if you haven't heard of this video game it's by sega it's got a 78 on metacritic Fucking uh, Sega. When did Sega come back? Is it for Sega System 1995? No, Sega's been making video games, but that's, uh, yeah. That's the bigger news that Sega even has a fucking system. They don't have a system. It's on all platforms. Oh, oh. get fucked. <laughs> 
Uh, but this was a dumb match. You're right. As soon as they started bringing out the props, I almost forgot. I was like, what the fuck is this? I thought, I was like, oh, this is a video game street fight. So they're trying to make it look like it's inside the setting of a video game. But Oh, that's exactly what I thought. And it just wasn't good. So let's just talk about that match. Uh, it was chaos throughout the whole match. You know, White got, went off on Fletcher with a choke sm slam at the beginning of the match, which you talked about, right, that Hobbs was able to put um, Big Show out of the match, but Big Show's choke slam off the stage through a table to puny little Kyle Fletcher. Now he's no, fine. No, he gets to come back later in the match. And Big Show's fucking trying to protect guys. Dude, he's giving them uppercuts. It's like, tink, tink. Like, it doesn't even look like a big one and you go flying across the stage right like right like he it looked like he's like just barely touching him bro like it, it was business exposing bad for him so i felt bad for big show after we talked about how awesome it would be with adam sandler and you know to get over the water boy shit and nope let's get him in some reservoir dogs yakuza fucking ties and we'll get that slow motion shot for all the tape trader masturbators out there who fucking think japanese wrestling and this fucking shit is gonna get over you saw last night it was embarrassingly bad Jerome, don't ever bring up Sega CD. That's a horrible fucking system. <laughs> Sega CD was garbage, bro. Come on. Um, so uh, we cut to the outside. As you mentioned, White was going after Hobbs. He got put through the freaking car, got put on the car. You mentioned <laughs> Kota Ibushi riding down the ramp with a steel pipe in his hand, like on a bicycle, um, knocking Cage away before being taken out by Takeshita. Um, Kenny and Kota were in control as they went into the picture-picture. Anyway, the, ma the match ended... Uh, with uh what was it jericho's team getting the victory over after cage took jericho down setting up a drill claw and then omega countered with the reverse rana omega hit a v trigger on cage and then hobbs before driving cage to the canvas with a one-winged angel and the pin for the win so the winners of the match were jericho abushi kenny omega and paul White. didn't he go v trigger reverse rana kick out Oh, Mag and I'm like, what are you going to do that's bigger than that after you just hit that motherfucker with it? And Brian Cage is wearing a white shirt. I go, this guy's got the fucking body of the year, and yeah, he's he wearing went a white shirt. So that means he's getting color so we can see the color. Did he get color? Yeah. But not, not like all over his white shirt no, where it was like a butcher right. fucking, you know what I mean, smock. So just, I just don't get any of these fucking choices and neither do they like it, it's all, it, it's all Omega being a mark for the, and they say the golden lovers are here. And all I can think of is one guy's got his ass out and the other dude's putting his hands up his asshole fucking playing. I see London, I see France and shit. Like it, it's just all this weird homoerotic fucking hentai shit that nobody's into and nobody. And it's not going to raise one bit. In fact, if you turn that on the TV, you'd be like, this is the goofiest shit I've ever seen, bro. And then superplex through the table. No, nothing. We, there's no spot that was going to be bigger than that. Oh, let's get the black guy back in there. You know what we're going to do? We're going to duct tape him to the fucking uh, top rope. Because that worked so well four weeks ago when we botched that. Let's do it again. Okay. So they duct tape him all the way to it. Duct tape around his mouth so he can't breathe. Then he's so big and tired, he just lays down. And the duct tape just <laughs> fucking comes off again, dude. It, everybody is a fucking fool. I really hate duct tape there. spot. As they were doing that, I was like, oh, we're doing the duct tape spot because it's just not realistic here. We shouldn't, I mean, it, 
it just it looked bad. But as you you did mention there, I didn't even I, I did write that down. He countered with the reverse Rana, and then he hit a V trigger on Cajun Hobbs, and then he hit a one winged angel. Then that right. Yeah. And so you went biggest move. You went my finisher, and then bigger move, poison Rana, and then kick out, bury it, hit the other thing, and it doesn't mean shit compared to the other two. You're, you're, you're not even putting in how you heighten and explore the moves for the oh-my-God moment of what it is, bro. And that's – Stevie put it out there on Cafe de Renee. He got, you know, he got hot about the same shit when Don Stevens went after him about the uh, Moxley concussion, you know. Yeah. And here come the agents backstage who are really the yes-men going, bro, we got to talk like, man, you can't be saying that. The agents are pissed. Well, and what did the agents say? You're completely right. We tell them what to do, and they go out and do whatever the fuck they want to do. Yeah, that got you know, picked up everywhere this week. This you know what week. that means to me? Thank you for your paycheck this week. You didn't listen to what the fuck I said. You want to go into biz for yourself? Let's try again next week. Put you out there. You don't do exactly what I say step-by-step, paper-by-numbers. Thanks for your paycheck this week, dumbass. Next week, maybe you'll fucking learn. Or then that person goes back. They just took my whole fucking check. Maybe the person who's next up will shut the fuck up and listen to a veteran agent who's telling you how to get over and not go into business for yourself with overbooked bullshit that kills all psychology of wrestling and makes the match mean nothing because you're in the bubble and you don't even see yourself for the cringy fucking performers you are. And that's 70% of their roster and for those who are, are missing the context of what ben's referencing uh stevie riches recently was on the renee dupree podcast as well as he's explained it on some of the channel attitude shows basically broke down the fact that AEW reached out to him in regards to removing the uh video because they wanted to preference to stevie that we are doing our job it's not our fault we're telling these kids what to do and they don't do it so the, but then there's no repercussions there's right. no there's no repercussions because otherwise they would be. You have to yank their check. You have to hurt them. You have to hit them where it hurts because them not listening to agents right there, the agents are your fucking team captains and, and coaches. The Yankees just to get, get to go out there. Hey, I'm fucking uh, giving you the, the sign to take a pitch. Fucking swing away. Like you're going to be on the bench, bro. You are going to be on the bench and that's what needs to happen. Like some people's bank accounts need to get smashed in fines, bro. Like something ridiculous, not even a two grander, like a 50,000 one. So when he comes back dejected, fuck this, I'm quitting this place. Why? Because I fucking did a poison run and they didn't want me to, but I fucking did it because I knew it'd get over. And now they cost me 50 grand. Yeah, motherfucker. Now you know why. Yeah. And Frank's pickle barrel. When, you, when, you're, when you're doing movies, you just get to fucking make up your own lines, Matt. That's what I was going to say. You, he brought he brings up a good point like actors just going off script like no you can't do that i can't just go off script i'll get in trouble i'll be fired right there and they'll get somebody else who can fucking you got do it. it just you as good it. as me and who could, looks probably just like me 100 percent, 100 percent. that does not apparently that does not apply in aew everybody can get that bag i'm trying to get that bag too let's, <laughs> then, let's get that bag you know what oh, here's snoop right that's why he quit we here here's here's what we do all right. If we bring in the sons of all out of AEW, but it's a white guy is the manager who comes in with you guys. I think we might be able to get this. Might over. be able to get over. We might uh, be able to get it past the center. He he must be listening live because he's calling in right now. Oh I, my god! Yeah. God damn it! Yeah, uh, I'm I'm sure you've heard me, man. I thought last night's show was phenomenal. TK, probably one of your best show ever. That's not what you just yet. said. No, that's TK. You there? Yeah. Yeah. 
second. Why did that guy use the Lord's name in vain? Oh, uh, which guy? My guy? He, did, he said the G damn. I don't. Why? Oh, well, he he was lighting the fuse. He gets pumped up about dynamite and collision and full oh, gear. Yeah. And to, hey, Tony, why are you running uh, uh, collision against Rampage? Why didn't you just run collision against full gear on Saturday night? We do have some people who are interested in ordering the pay-per-view. So not only we gave you two hours of high-powered pro wrestling action last night from the Toyota Center in Ontario. Tomorrow night, three hours of live pro wrestling action coming at you from the Kia Forum in Inglewood, California, formerly known as the Great Wrestling Forum, home to the Los Angeles Lakers, Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Kurt Rambis, Byron Scott, uh, you know, AC Green, yeah, Michael Cooper, and many, many more. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, how could I forget him? I think and, I, I just uh, wanted to point out, I think it's uh, noble of you to be going for AC Green's uh, virginity record. I don't care what anybody else fucking says, man. I, you hang in there strong. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't been to sleep. Yeah, LA has some great stuff out here, if you know what I mean. Great oh, stuff yeah. to do. Yeah, absolutely. I have snow-capped mountains in LA. I just saw a Lambo on the side of the road. I thought, hey, is that Mike's? Oh, it could it could be Mike. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're always looking for new talent. I heard you were bringing in a top talent that everybody respects to sign this weekend. You got any uh, – can you stooge it off for our Light the Fuse listeners who that might be? I, I think you may know. Um, man, that's a tough call. I mean, you brought in. How many people are on this show right now? Uh, it's myself and MSG and 38 strong of the Hominians in the, in the chat room. Let the people guess for like, let's give them 30 seconds. You can guess the other guy can guess. Uh, Vince Russo can guess if he wants. Okay. Uh, and then other people can guess. Let's give them 30 seconds. Play the music. Let's do this. And then I'll tell you who it's going to be. Who do you guys think it is? Who's the big respected name coming to AEW full gear for a special Big Annie contract signing this weekend? The world's a buzz. Who's it going to be? What's everyone saying? Uh, it looks like uh, Lana. Uh, the Iron Sheik, the Iron Sheik, uh, Zach Ryder, um, is is some of uh, Matt uh, Cardona. Sorry, Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. Tony's very specific about names. Yeah, a hot new young rookie uh, by the name of Cowboy Bob Orton. You know, you got Flair. Uh, I mean, that was one of the hottest signings you could have had. I mean, this guy's gonna bring big numbers, and then to have him come out and then not put him on your show for two weeks, I think that's a bold choice, Tony. I don't think Vince would do that. You, you've you got the guts to make it happen. Come on, guys. Everybody knows it's DZ. What are you guys, stupid? It's DZ. Yeah. Discovery Zone? Dolph Ziggler. Oh, Dolph Ziggler. I thought he had a 90-day. <clears throat> I thought he had a 90-day no-compete until December the 22nd, so how are, are you, you making that happen? watch wrestling? It's, t- it's getting harder and harder. Really, it was Raw's fault, not are, your are you fault. Guys, are, are you guys just talking up the, the War Games pay-per-view? They're doing it in our hometown of Chicago. They're doing it at the All-State Arena. You know, 
I saw that guy that used to wrestle for our company. He he's wearing, you know, camouflage makeup on his face. Yeah. Do you, you think know? do you think that uh old Phil's gonna show up there in Chicago or is he really the devil? Some people say it's Britt Baker. What a swerve that would be, Tony. Wow. Yeah. Actually, the uh, I've been talking to a few different people, and uh, I can't—I don't even know who the devil is going to be, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it could I be anybody. Surpri- I know you're surprised by that, but even I don't even know who it's going to be yet. I think uh, if you really wanted to, he just cashed in about 8.4 million shares of stock, and he's looking, uh, you know, he beat God once. And I think it'd be great to demask him and have a, it's me, Tony, it's me. It's me. You know what? Maybe he will come work for us. You never know. Well, I think if you bought the CW network and changed it to channel wrestling, Tony, you he'd already, he'd automatically be on your roster. You just have to summon him, summon the devil, and uh, he'd show up. Well. I guess you. I guess you're gonna have to tune in and find out. Yeah, yeah. I, I would pay. Who extra. will the devil be? Who will? Who is the devil? it going to be? Yeah. Who um, will it be? <laughs> uh, exciting stuff, though, Tony. Um, was that your ten speed last night? Um, no, that was uh, Doctor Emmett Brown's ten speed. Oh, okay. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Me and him are close. Me and him are close friends. So. I asked him if he could borrow it for the show, and he said, of course. I mean, that that match was amazing, wasn't it? Oh, it was, oh my God. I was just putting it over how great it was, the psychology, oh, the production. Yeah, uh, everything off, was good. Off the charts, man. I'm, I'm, thank you. Thank you so much, Ben. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you, Tony, and all you've done for the professional wrestling world is a four-time booker of the year to really raise everybody's acumen. and oh, so, so win again? Oh yeah, I mean it's a lock. I'm not even there. Is there anybody even in the running against you? Uh, I don't even know who the promoters of the other companies are. There's the washed up guy from the '90s band, yeah. And uh, who even know who's who's the promoter at that other place that's bought by the uh, you know the whatever TKO Holdings or whatever company yeah. Endeavor. Yeah. It's appropriately named Endeavor. They're about to endeavor Vince McMahon after he sold all that stock. I think so too. And you know, there's just, uh, it only takes one more NDA to, to get him out the door. Uh, but yeah. not you, Tony, you're, I mean, you keep your nose clean, clean as a whistle. Uh, My nose know. is always clean. I never leave anything behind. No, absolutely not. Well, I'm glad you had a good time out there in Rancho Cucamonga with, uh, the young bucks, man. And, uh, and getting some, getting some vitamin D out there. I'm sure you got plenty of vitamin D all over you and uh and in that california sun loving it i i appreciate it i really do i i, I just i'm a kid if everyone can just turn in tomorrow night's collision and let us beat uh smackdown and and then everybody order the pay-per-view this saturday night you know the matches i don't have to repeat them here everybody knows them we will see you there Either live in person, a few limited tickets still are available. Yeah. Or you can order it on the Bleacher Report or on regular uh, pay per view or however you find it. Just don't stream it for free like some of these. No, we would are. we would never do that. In fact, I'm we're gonna yeah. actually report every site that has it out there. So you you don't worry about that, Tony. We're if there's you, one thing that I know that we're good for. Is reporting people that are doing illegal stuff. That's yeah, true. that's true. That's true. And so and making round robin tournaments. Yes. Cont- continental uh, 
divide or whatever. That's the big news. Yeah. yeah. That's a great idea. Thank he you. He was like, fuck New Japan. We're doing our own tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and and as you know, uh, Kota Ibushi is now all elite wrestling. It was about time. You know, it was about time for him yeah. to come over here. So, and, and then and then you know, somebody else will be this Saturday night. Uh, I mean, it's it's big time. Yeah. And, and and are you going to call him by his uh, Christian name, Adolf Ziggler, or are you just going to go Dolph Ziggler on him? Uh, we're not sure what we're going to do yet. Um, no. We're hoping, hopefully, to having some comedy tie-in shows. I heard he does some great stand-up. Oh also. yeah, he's 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 killing it out there with the Netflix special yeah. and everything. So, Tony, I don't want to eat up any more of your time. You, you just watch over your shoulder because the devil, you know, you know, is better than the one you don't. So uh, definitely right. stay on the right path, pal. Say what's up uh, to to Mike in, in the Lambo while you guys are hanging out later, man. And uh, it's uh, yeah. we really you know, just appreciate you taking the time to to call in uh, to our little show here. Okay, and uh, hey, the other guy, don't use the Lord's name in vain again. Thank Come on, you. Matt. All right. Come on, Matt. This is, he's a Christian man. Is that his name, Matt? MSG, okay. Matthew Schaffer Gage. So in case he ever applies uh, for a job, you can say no. Yala. He should be called DSF, uh, but I can't even say what that really means. I think we already it figured out. it out. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, Tony, fuck bitches, get money, pal. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Fuck bitches, get money. For the slow. TK, you guys. TK calling in right before he takes off on the private jet out of LAX. I mean, we're just so fortunate to have him. He's such a supporter of everything like the fuse. Uh, it's it's an honor and a privilege every mm. week that we get Tony Khan to grace us. I mean, he's so busy. He manages three different sports franchises. He's mm. on the go and he still calls in like the fuse. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he wants a, a true and unbiased critical opinion of his work and he knows he's going to get that from us. Well, working backwards still here. We've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. Wardlow again with the package. His only appearance. Um, you know, that's that's all he got this week. And what is this he, the same promo? And and what's he doing? Power bombing nameless, faceless guys and a thing. And what's he wearing, dude? He looks like he went to Walmart. Somebody said TJ Maxx last night, got a generic black camisole tank top and some generic shorts. None of his own merch to get over. Nobody's got their own merch. The you the every second you are on TV is a commercial for yourself. And if you're not wearing your shit and, and anything else like that, then what are you doing? And exactly what you're saying there, Matt, they didn't want to fly him out. And they, I think they're ribbing them with these things, dude. Uh, they, 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 it's a classic, like, Oh, he was on TV. He's over. He's, he had his thing. Like we said, go back the last seven weeks and watch from when he came back and stormed off the set to where he is now in a 30 second pre-tape power bombing guys that nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah. It's uh, very disappointing because at one time Wardlow, in my opinion, was their hottest star. I mean, could have been their Goldberg without a doubt, without yeah, I mean, a doubt, especially coming off of, I mean, I was there live for it uh, at double or nothing when Wardlow and MJF fought and they had all that, all that controversy with MJF not showing up for the signing event and everything. And after that match, Wardlow won the TNT title, but his stock just started to dissipate over at yeah. match after match after match. It was like once they had Wardlow lose his streak, they, they can't they couldn't figure out what to do with him. And as we've it's been pointed out to us, because there's no creative team there, 
the wrestlers have to come up with their own ideas. Yeah. He's not presenting something. That could be another thing. Argument too, right? Ben is maybe he's just, that's all he's got right now. Maybe all these video packages is all he knows. And because he has heat, nobody is sitting with him and going, let's try something else or let's do something this week to enhance you. And let's get this over. Let's just not keep doing video package week after week. I don't think he, I don't think, I mean, he knows now, but for a while, I don't think he even knew he had heat, bro. And a, a lot of them won't know because they come from the Silent indies heat, right. and they don't come from an OVW or a place like that. That you've talked about the number yeah. one training is how to deal with the politics and swim with the sharks and know when what they're not saying speaks louder than what they are saying to you. If you feel you're getting bullshitted, it's because you are. And that should make you go the uh, complete 180 degree opposite and go, why are they telling me this? Because really they want my demise and they want my downfall. And how, and and what are they doing to book me that way? When he's got tons of money written on him. And chances are, this is what I think, why the heat even occurred. Remember when uh, Tony, his mom was in the hospital and he got all hot about contract tampering and WWE reaching out? If I'm at WWE and they go, give me the top three guys we should sign, that guy's one of them. And, and now and now they're ruining yeah. his stock price before that. So if he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar on that side, choppy, choppy, pee-pee. Probably. Wardlow MJF, and they already got one, Jade Cardgill. That was probably you got it. I would try that. If you're looking to take the three originals that had money written on them, that's it right there. Yeah, and they already got one. So at MJF, the contract negotiations, even though it's a storyline, will begin next year. And as you've mentioned, you know, money talks. So if the the, and he likes Bruce Pritchard. He's friends with. So I mean, if you know, WWE backs up the truck, you know, the truck to to a 25, 26 year old kid who they can build for the next decade, why wouldn't you? Jump Don't even need way? to back the truck of money up because Tony's doing it for him, pushing True. him out by giving yeah, him fucking leverage. shitty or no yeah. program, and and lowering his stock price. So WWE doesn't even have to step up with a big money offer. They just got to step up with a standard offer, and his frustration will go, fuck this place, I'm going over there. And and you think the grass is greener until you get over there, and then Braun Breaker doesn't want to do business for you or fucking somebody, and you're right back in the shit. Welcome to professional wrestling. Welcome to professional wrestling. Well, let's go to uh, one of our first talent enhancement matches as we're working backwards here. We had the guns taking on Jacoby and Peter Avalon, which I didn't even realize until now when I looked it up that it was Peter Avalon. I had no idea it was Peter Avalon. Yeah. And that guy's a good character. Yeah. 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 Very, very weird that they, I mean, now granted they pushed him out of the match really quick. So he didn't take the 310 to Yuma. Right. Uh, But still it was very weird because Peter, while I know Peter Avalon has a, a, a role as somewhat of a producer backstage with AEW. And that's more or less where he's probably getting in his week to week work. Yeah. You know, he definitely knows how to get character over, as you've mentioned, uh, Arizona guy here. So I'm a big Peter Avalon fan as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, a little disappointing that he didn't even get an intro, which I thought was weird. They did that tonight for both talent enhancement matches. I thought that was even weird too. I was like, why didn't they at least like, Put up a little bar to see what their name was. Like you're putting them on TV. Can they at least get their name on? Yeah, yeah legit got fucked off before the match even started, and they hit one fucking Dudley death drop, and, and that's all she wrote, bro. So I don't mind a squash like that. It could have used a little more, uh, not shine. Like the guys just should have gotten something in the beginning, you know, and then and then outright worked. But you know, the that at least it was a gear shift. 
I'll put it that way. At least we're not sitting there for 15 minutes watching guys work chain in a heat and then teeing off with forearms that don't mean fuck all. And then the finish that doesn't mean anything. At least they just hit it and then got out of there with their promo. So I think they get over in their entrance. I, I'm a I'm a big uh Juice Robinson uh mark myself. I think that guy is uh a, a very creative, brilliant yeah. dude and and comes through the camera. Um and I like the I don't know what they call them. They have them at weddings and in the mall and shit now where you do the 360 spin and it's like they're going around. It's in their entrance, but they have a cameraman going around and doing it. They should just buy one of those platforms and do it because it does it a little smoother. But I like that. It's unique. And I also like the spit takes where they're doing the old smoking guns thing. and And they fucking spit water makes me fucking laugh. But there's money on all three of those guys. Even, um, but I said to myself, I go, (laughs) Where the fuck, by the end of the shuggle, where the fuck is the acclaimed and Billy Gunn? What was the last thing we saw last week? Them laid out? Yeah, thrown through a goddamn plate glass. And then this week at the end of the show, I know we're all over the place. MJF's getting beat down by the fucking Bang Bang Gang. Nobody comes. (laughs) The guys that threw him through a plate glass window? Ah, fuck it. We didn't, didn't really hurt me that bad when you threw me through a plate glass window and laid out my dad. Fuck it. Uh, Nick, let's talk about another match here, We ha- which had no builds. They just made off the fact that the Young Bucks and Penta have always fight each other, and they're in California. So it was the Young Bucks versus Penta and Commander, because Ray Phoenix is still out with an injury. Um, and the conclusion of the match came with the Young Bucks kicking the guys in the nuts, uh, and then they hit their BTE trigger, and they got the victory. Winner of this match was the Young Bucks. Uh, what'd you think of the match before we get into the backstage stuff? Um, yeah, the they're in Rancho Cucamonga, so they're over, you know. Um, there was just some things in here. What was it? Uh, did they do a double down, super kick double down? That was the girls. Somebody did something like that. There was there was a couple things in this match where I'm just like, uh, you know, the timing's off, or we're waiting for a spot, or oh, it was Penta and Commander, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maddie goes to the outside. He's on the apron. Penta and uh, Commander are there waiting for the Nick Jackson plancha. Nick goes right over the top of him, hits Commander. Penta falls down. Never even got grazed. Never even got grazed, bro. Like, we got to stop that shit. We have to. Like, if you are there to take the bullshit dive and the guy doesn't even hit you, do not fall down on TV like an idiot. Stand there, look at Maddie and go, hit me. And fucking Maddie should know enough to come with crossbody or whatever the fuck it is off of there. But that spot will definitely be on Botchamania this week. Yeah. So the match ended, as I mentioned, with the Bucks hitting the BTE trigger. I liked that Nick hit uh, the Judas effect on Penta. I would have liked to have seen then Matt hit the hit Kenny Omega's finisher to yeah. finish the match. That would have been a nice like cement like we're coming at or even a lion tamer or walls of Jericho or something sure. even more. The whole thing mean? should the the whole Bucks whole it is antagonism right. and and F you and they're not doing it, bro. They're just going out there being EVPs and having average young bucks matches. The money on the young bucks is them next week putting on a, a redheaded wig and answering everything in who is or what is questions on Je- like, like life is jeopardy as, <laughs> as Bocce Lynch. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. That's what they need to do every week is a major fuck you to WWE. 
like uh, or um hey with you going to the evps i don't know if we can have you guys be evps we were talking to time warner and they said you guys are going a little too hard and you may be risky for us in the future so we may have to take you off the board of directors a straight shot at vince mcmahon right like we're not doing anything controversial or ribbing or dressing up uh, in blackface like fucking dx did uh rib uh you know nation of domination nothing so that's the buck's value bro it's not being five eight and doing a plancha over the top rope and a Meltzer driver. That little inside fucking waka waka got you there, but they haven't fired one real bang bang shot. They should be ribbing on. They should both go out and get shitty fake neck tattoos. They should they should be ribbing everybody, bro. And they're not doing even ten percent of what if if Steve and Josh and I were writing for them two CW. <laughs> every week you'd be waiting to see who they're going to bust balls on next. And it's going to be stiff as fuck. They don't do any of it. Instead they're in, like I said, last week, some Pokemon bullshit with their buddy. And, and I even saw Nick Jackson sold for somebody on Twitter where they're like, who cares about this match? It's like, Hey, it's either fight our friend or not be on the pay-per-view. Don't be on the pay-per-view then be on the pay-per-view, but do something that is a scene that's a happening that's comedy that's going to get people talking that's going to try and draw out somebody from wwe to sell to rib billy corgan you know what i mean like even if they're back there fucking uh carving up pumpkins and somebody's like guys halloween's over ah shit smash a pumpkin and go right on about the fucking scene bro world is a vampire yeah exactly dude right do a, uh, do a whole scene with nothing but smashing pumpkins lyrics. Right. The, the, every scene is, is, is it take, it would take you and I 20 minutes to write that, to write it in five minutes, refine it twice. I could have it done in 20 minutes. Well, they went backstage and we got another interaction between the bucks, Omega and Jericho. As we already talked about the main event, but this was the lead into that. Uh, the young bucks, Asked, uh, were asked by the backstage interviewer uh, why they cheated to win. Uh, before they could answer, Kenny Omega comes in, tells him to keep it clean for the pay-per-view. Uh, they tell Omega, look, our problem's not with you. We, Jericho steps in, running the bucks down before he gets blindsided by them. Uh, this kind of leads to a quick brawl before it's broken up um, by the security. Did you like the brawl at least to try and pump the match going into the pay-per-view no. this weekend? No? Okay. These are four your four top guys. These are yep. three EVPs and a guy who's even above EVP. Right. You're your main legend. And this is the best you got for him. It, it really shouldn't even be on the show. There's so little stakes, so meaningless. So get your shit in that they're going to have heat with Jericho. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Frank's pickle, pickle barrel. If anything, what they should have been there. doing is find themselves a fat guy that looked like Ralphus cut his shirt off, have him be the truck guy, redo everything. They do the ponytail out the side or whatever, be every version of Chris Jericho. They get light-up jackets and come out to rib them. They they have their own pen, click, click, who remember this? Like, all the Jericho stuff they could be doing to fucking rib him, and we don't do any of it. Lazy. Lazy and in the bubble. And I like everybody in this fuck. I've worked with all these guys before. So it's not anything personal. It's just like, how can you have <laughs> top tier fucking blue chip players? And, and this is the best you can come up with for him, bro. 
Well, let's get in now. That we've, it's interesting that we're rever- we're kind of reviewing this in reverse because the sure. back half of the show wasn't the best. I feel like the first half of the show was a little bit better. Um, I don't. Well, yeah. Well, I'm gonna t- <laughs> let's talk about this next enhancement match, right? We had Samoa yeah. Joe versus John Cruz. Loved it. Um, I loved this match. I loved. I loved that John Cruz got some a chance to shine in here. And what uh, something that popped into my mind as I was watching this match when John Cruz jumped off the turnbuckle. And Joe moved out of the way. Yeah. John Cruz made a facial expression, and instantly I went, Ben's going, This guy can now sell that fucking photo at every fucking oh, show. 100 fucking percent. That guy just made himself 10 right? grand in merch yeah. sale, bro. 100 like, percent. So my hat's off to that young, uh, that, that young man. I don't know him. Is he young? I'm, he had a great beard. I mean, I he know, looked like he could have been a grizzled vet. I was going with the outs with the uh, outrunners, the youngest men in the business. So anybody who's got gray hair, I put him over as a young man because I'm right there too. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like the fucking little Orange Cassidy fake kicks where Samoa Joe's doing shitty Muay Thai blocks in the beginning. Like you should have hit kick, kick. Joe slaps him across the face and spins him around. So we're doing waka waka, whatever. And the match wasn't anything. It was that one spot. And in one fucking turn of the head and a look, well, he's Chris Benoit yeah. head diving. He got he got more. That dude and Tony Storm were the only two people who were over in this entire show. Only those two. Because what did we see last week from Samoa Joe? He gave away his title and then he laughed at the end of the show. <laughs> and and where did we find anything about the ROH title this week? Nope, and no fault. I mean, he did cut a promo about Instead, I'm we're going to do you. the Continental Breakfast fucking round-robin tournament for a new fucking title that is meaningless instead of doing something based around the vacated ROH title that has 25 years of fucking history behind it. Did they announce that the Continental Classic was a championship? Ed, you know there's going to... If they didn't Owen Hart belt, they're doing a fucking Continental Breakfast fucking championship <laughs> title, bro. I was just thinking they'll probably get a trophy like New Japan, like they're trying to copy them. You know Get what I mean? Fucked is my point. Like, well, if you're, you cannot do big things like I'm laying down the title and I'm hungry for the AEW championship. Oh, great. Who's he going to face next week? Who's a, who's a top contender? Get me guy. Nobody's ever heard of and guy. Nobody ever heard of gets over more than anybody else does. So I mean, mwah, fucking good for you, bro. Good for you to do that. One head turn. It got him more over than anything. And now ROH means shit because your champ lays down the title and goes, I'm hungry. But then you're hungry to fight a no-name dude that's not going to up your up your clout any? This is terrible booking 101, bro. Red Robin Continental Breakfast Classic. Yeah. Free fries for life, says Elizabeth. Get me moons over my hammy. I just like the uh, the bottomless fries. <laughs> uh yeah i well let's talk about that for a brief moment there there was that announcement continental classic as soon as it popped up i went oh they're copying new japan because they're like fans have been clamoring for their own round robin tournament first of all i have never seen one aew fan post online going i would really like it if they had their own new japan classic tournament every year that'd be so cool why can't we do that oh and by the way daniel bryan with a broken orbital bone he's doing this thing like at this point you know Fuck it. I guess he's at the point where he's just like, fuck it. I'm going all out. I don't give a shit. I'm ending my career on my terms and I'll fucking get myself injured in the ring and fuck my kids. A, I'm not going to walk around well, with them that, outside. That's fuck the whole it. Thing. I'll do what I ride. I, I don't want to. You know, I'm going to. I don't want to. Daniel Bryan, it. It's a funny rib. Brian Danielson. I love you. <laughs> Jeff, edit that out. Um, 
Uh, how about the fact that maybe he's tired of being married to a fucking Bella sister and can't take that? Oh my God, your eye is hanging out of your head. Are you going <laughs> to ruffle this weekend? And he's like, please, someone kill me in the ring. Please kill me. Please, somebody destroy my life because I can't. I, I've made a terrible choice. They got how many kids? I think, I mean, at this point, I, I and think. And baby's probably going, I'd like a bottle. Can you get me a bottle, dad? <laughs> All right, well, that's what Ben thinks about the Continental Classic. That's what we'll move Dude, on. Dude, re retarded to have him out there with a fucking piece of gauze holding his eye in. This is going to be the best tournament ever, and I'm coming back to do it until, you know what I would do? I'd go out and fucking poke him in his other eye. Now he's blind as fuck. Kick him in the nuts. DDT, one, two, three. Thanks for coming, pal. And, of course, what I it was very cringe in this scene. Tony Khan having to sit there in the scene and like making those stupid facial like, like mm -hmm. yeah, oh yeah, gonna get it. Good job, Brian Anderson. Yep, all right, good little classic. Mm -hmm. It's like these overly dramatic, indicated acting. All these things are so cringe, bro. Yeah, they're so cringe. And we've got two enhancement matches that we talked about in the second hour going into a pay per view on Friday. That's not doing business well, or Saturday. They're gonna, Saturday. I, I, I mean, I'm guessing they're they're considering Friday as their go home show, but you know. So you're gonna do your go home business on a show that gets watched by one third of the fucking it's audience going up against on an off right? night on an off night that you had to move that show and you expect people to come over to a new time slot when there's been no media campaign. What they should have done is gone, it's going to be Wednesday and Thursday night. We've got the pay-per-view Saturday. Dynamite is going to be Wednesday. Collision this Thursday. Friday rampage. No booking. But, hey, I'm no dirt sheet social media expert who would know how to fucking actually program a TV show. So what the fuck do I know? Uh, you can sign up at patreon.com slash benhameen for the consultants if you'd like to get that information on how to properly pitch information to book a show whether they'll actually doesn't mean they're going to use it right doesn't mean I they're going to use it yeah, doesn't mean they're going to use it um well we, then we'll get into something you liked here all right so we had a backstage commercial break rj city standing by with mariah yeah. may who looks to meet tony storm takes a moment but after some black and white shenanigans may heads into the dressing room to say hello she's cut off by storm who offers a little niceties before may ends up leaving the room storm calls luther to get herself a tune-up match for friday and then we go back to ringside. So you mentioned you like this, and I'm going to say I. it's not that I didn't like this. It's just like, man, like I really want them to play out more silent bullshit. Like I, I want mm. I wanted her to walk in and, and Mariah May, unfortunately, being as green as she is, she over indicated too much as being oh, too yeah. much of a fan. So in this case, I feel like the silent would have really worked for her because then if she was overly animated in the silent film, then we could understand and get and relate to that character. I don't disagree with you, Matt, but here's here's what but it was good. I liked it. She told yeah, it was here's, great. here's the difference in 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 the silent film of what versus what it is. When she does silent film, that's a feature of something she worked on. Her regular life is what we're seeing here, even though it's in black and white. Does that make sense of what I'm trying to, to, to convey? Yeah. So what I loved is the and they got it right finally, is the Wizard of Oz. How close is the fucking line of we open this door? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And fucking you walk out of the or you walk into the her dressing room and instantly everyone's in black and white. Right. And even then, I don't know if I if it worked, if I saw it, if they went right to black and white. Could we have done it with the shot? 
back over the shoulder of RJ City and the girl, the door opens and we see black and white inside the room while we have color out here. Cool. That would have been a good production. Move. And then yeah. we go through switch camera angles and you see them come in. And when they come through the door, instantly their clothing should change. Their demeanor should change. These are the things we're missing. Right. And there's a couple simple rewrites and writing punch-ups that should ha happen. Got uh, Luther, call the studio head con and tell him I want to be booked for a tune-up match next week. No actress would say booked. That's a wrestler term. True. And if you're going back to 1940s, you would have said scheduled, but she should have said scheduled. Scheduled. Yep. These are the smallest of small things, but you only she's only on camera for 90 seconds, two minutes. Every word is supremely important in getting that character over and how they should be and how they should speak and how they should react and creating this beautiful fucking world that we have. Her broken universe, as we'll call right. it, you know, silver screen universe. It's all the devils in the details, bro. And even if we miss one word like booked to me, uh, uh well, I consider myself uh, a somewhat high level writer. That's a, Oh, right in the neck when I when I when I see things like that, dude, with just small of the smallest things because they get so close. They get so close to perfection. But there's always one or two things that are like, ah, you missed the punch up, pal. You missed it. Uh, Frank's pickle barrel ass. I did not pay attention to Tony Storm's feet. I don't like feet. <laughs> I didn't see I didn't see her feet. Were they all right? Apparently they were there. She was she was showing her feet. Welcome back, all of you guys. If you're just joining us once again on the uh, Light the Fuse each and every week, go ahead and subscribe to channelattitude.com. Sign up today and get all of your pro wrestling news and information. Or sign up on channelattitude.com as well for the Under the Russo brand. And you can hear the full Raw and SmackDown review combined now. I like it. I don't give a fuck what people yeah. will say. I like <laughs> it. Some people are hot. Cara uh, uh, Blue, uh, Ducey, you're a high-level writer. Get in here and sit on my lap. Ride it, pal. I like that. Um, yeah, man, I, I appreciate it. I know it's a lot of like, oh, I could do this, but I'm not worried about that. I just want to open my fucking cannabis shop before major earthquake sucks us all into the center of the earth <laughs> uh, um, we had another video package here i liked this Miro i, I gotta sorry uh foxos usually don't see that name around here appreciate you hanging out says i swear AEW is probably the hottest female roster i've seen and basically all con does is book them in matches and post matches and beatdown saves which lead to other matches sigh you're 100 percent right bro because you watch wwe it's like goddamn uh, facha brute over there they got a lot of mm, rugged looking women. You know what I mean? A lot of uh, chiseled jaw lines. And, and that's with, high, that's with high definition makeup you turn over in the morning and look at them and see what they look like, bro. Yikes. You know, night large, of living. That large shit. faces. Yeah. Sure. There's, and, and even the girls who are pretty over there, fuck themselves up with Botox and every other thing till they look like some weird morphed cat woman, uh, Stepford wife. And over here, at least we've got young, sexy talent, but now we're trying to book them like they're fucking New Japan strong style guys. So, that, like, what sells? Sex sells. They've got sex, and because of the cancel culture, never team never touched a titty, tape trader, masturbators, that's their fan base, they don't know how to even sell sex, bro. I can't disagree there. I mean, they... They seem to come up short every time on doing so, right? <laughs> Dude, it's brutal. 
And, and even they're like, we got to treat the women with respect. The women are out there with their tits out and their ass cheeks out. And then they go into a stack pin and you get that much of a flash of ass from behind. When if this was sunny, they'd have been in their fucking camel toe. You could see her heartbeat through her fucking panties if you wanted to, bro. Like that's what people that's what these dudes who can't even talk to a girl are tuning in for. They need something to jack to, bro. And if you're fucking cutting away from that shit, now those girls have no value whatsoever because nobody wants to see them technical wrestle. Nobody. That's how I like them, pal. Hit you and quit you. Get on out of here. Goddamn right. Team titties and biceps. Exactly. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Both of them, too. Yeah. (laughs) Well... There was another another video package here I did enjoy going back right here the Miro package where he's hyping up the fact that he's uh you know while he does enjoy Lana uh I you know he's kind of going to have to like put her under control is what I was getting from this like basically like okay my wife's going to go out and be herself but I'm going to have to now rein her in by beating up all these guys I mean is that what you kind of got from the promo I'm so, uh I'm sorry. Explain the the top part again. I was checking the chat. Miro. Uh, well, he oh, he he's burying his, his own wife. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Did you like this? I mean, I'm. I liked it. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I mean, <laughs> kind of makes sense, right? Because she's fucking in her, with her previous history with Bobby Lashley, and then coming he, here now, he and she's getting all this career. Gun. He fucked it up too, bro. Their their addiction to Instagram and social media. When he's jumping on fucking married, right? dancing friends, or he's out there and in, in mowing the lawn in his underwear. Remember when that the little fucking games. stupid thing was, or the the video game? Instead of going. Nope, I'm the new Moscow Mauler. I'm the fucking guy. I'm Nikolai Volkov to get all the heat. He was right there with you, Cena and, and then gone, bro. They, they, he's, he's been nothing since Cena. He's if been nothing, and there's millions of dollars written on him. Right, because if they hadn't fucked up Miro and he was still, let's say, in the WWE right now, you could be doing a Miro and Gunther thing. I mean, and that would just be so topical to what's yeah, going on. Yeah, Russia, world. Ukraine, that didn't mean shit. Why would we want that? <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, you talk, uh, you know, Foxo, I think it's what you mentioned. His name was about the women's wrestling matches. Yeah. We can talk about that women's wrestling match that was on the card tonight. We had Sky Blue taking on Red Velvet again. She She's back on the card. Yeah. Uh, the match ended up concluding with Sky, Bo- take Sky getting the pinfall um, after she hit the code blue. And then we also saw while this was going on, Julia Hart watching on from somewhere backstage. I guess I'm now starting to understand because they haven't really explained it. But I'm guessing I'm now starting to understand anytime Julia Hart spits black mist into somebody's face, they're now under her control. Is that is that what the story is? You, sure. I mean, they've told that so well. They got that over on commentary, said nobody ever. How about the fact that she's supposed to be a heel? Why is she even famous? Because she's got her fat gimmicks ass. out and she's got a fat ass and she became meme culture. So what are we going to do? Cut her out. Let's let's not get it over. Let's make her a heel and not do anything sexy. Let's go away from what actually is catching buzz and not lean into it. Okay, cool. She's a heel. You know what you should wear out to the ring? Scooby-Doo mystery machine fucking gear. Because everybody hates Scooby-Doo. He was the biggest heel there ever fucking was. Like, dude, they have no idea about perception of of what it is and how precious that TV t- time is in the bubble. And what did they do? They came out, chain wrestled, some nice little arm and wrist lock reversal work. You know, when you've been in wrestling class for two, three years, you should be about that good with that shit. And then they finally go to strikes. But then 
you don't know who's the baby and who's the heel because Red Velvet's lighting her up with body shots and then does a fucking spreader look at my crotch fucking choke thing on her. So she's not the heel anymore. And the other girl's dressed like Scooby-Doo and is hot as shit. And we want to see her ass, but production isn't cutting to her ass. So nobody's getting over. Then we go into the fucking phony ass forearm spots because we got to get that shit in after we worked decent chain and we worked heat on something. So let's throw all that out the window and just start wailing on each other until we go into a fucking double shitty super kick, double super kick knockdown on each other for the double down, bro. Completely choreographed and looks so bad. And that's where you're like, wow, this is indie Riffic Chikara, 150 people in the house bullshit, bro. Not for TV. This is not where you do that shit. But those girls are so young, so green, they have no idea. Or they do, or or, or they or they their agent told them not to do it, and they still went into biz for themselves. Because if the agent told them to do that, you're fucking fired too, pal. My goodness. Well, uh, let's talk. We got a couple more things to talk about. Three more things. Two, I guess, uh, two promo segments and a match. So Sorry. Then- in that, too, whatever was after that match, like I know we're backwards, but after the girls, they did a fucking double kick and the fucking forearm spots. So nobody's even watching the segment right before them. Agents aren't talking to each other saying, what are they doing in here? And and now we're getting repeated terrible spots match after match bro uh well following or prior to that as we're going backwards here uh we had another uh in-ring promo so finally hangman page gets to talk um tony shivani is in the ring he explains the situation between page and swerve strickland Mm. starts by stating that any physical altercation between the two of them will result in a suspension and the match will be off he welcomes them both to the ring page stares down the ring after swerve first grabs the mic and then hangman grabbed the mic from him and then Paige starts running him down. Now, first of all, it's already been talked about here. I already saw it posted right here in the chat. And I said the exact same thing when this promo started. You broke into my house. You you, you broke into my house and you're you're a coward. And I'm just yeah. like, nobody would fucking say that, dude. If you you're broke into my house, my, the very first thing I'm like, dude, you're a little bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the yeah. fuck? You know, why are you calling him a coward? And they called him coward over and over. That being said, I liked his promo. It was good. It was passionate. I liked what he had to say. Just the cowardness, those some of those lines, I didn't like. I liked that it ended with him beating up Prince Nana because he couldn't get his hands on Swerve, but Nana broke into his house too, so there at least made some sense there that Hangman got to get some aggression out. And I like it was broken up by security. So, I mean, what did you think of this segment overall? Uh, yeah, I mean, Hangman gets into it about, the last two thirds, but somebody broke into your house, threw some shitty merch onto your child in their bassinet. What's the first thing you're coming out with? You buy weed from a high schooler. <laughs> I got the inside rib. You guys, <clears throat> the Nana got weed from a high schooler for con in the back. That's how he got a job. Isn't that funny? Instead of going, well, I wasn't even thinking that high level. Okay. That's how it is. Fucking, uh, instead of going, you motherfucker, my wife hasn't slept in three weeks. I got, I got fucking my cousin outside with a shotgun patrolling. And if you ever step foot, even within a block of my property, I'll take your fucking head off with a 12 gauge. And that's a promise, pal. This ain't wrestling. You cross the fucking line and you know, it. and then swerve me like, <laughs> but instead, what do we got to do? We got to go in your, your fiance left you. Cause you're an asshole because we don't have any real stakes in the scene. 
They did a home invasion. That's all you need to drive this scene. You don't got to go his personal life or whatever da, 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 to switch it up. And to punch Nana or if Swerve's coming out and this is like my cool entrance and we're in a blood feud, what's Nana doing behind him? I'm a black guy. I got to shuck and jive. There's a beat on. I can't stop dancing. It's just in my DNA, everybody. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? What are you doing? You couldn't do any more coonery when you need to fucking look bad as fuck right there. Right? Yeah, like, that's true. It, <laughs> it was it was a weird moment for him to start dancing in a moment of, of serious moment where Hangman Page is trying to... So whatever Hangman said was lost on me because all that first third killed any credibility of the real stakes of the scene until we finally get into it. Media 5 does bring up a good point, though, too, in the chat. He said... Uh, anybody who breaks into a home is not a coward they broke into your home right so like it, he, there definitely should have been some other verbiage used to describe his dastardly uh, uh, ways of trying to break in and if anything prince nana should have been real fucked up and fucking gone like hey man is your wife missing these and pull out her panties and shit and right. fucking sniff them and fucking do some real creepy shit right and also i mean if he can't put his hands on oh, swerve and you mentioned the last thing that we saw was him draping that shirt over his kid. Why didn't he? Why doesn't he burn the shirt or something? Doing yeah. something with the shirt. Right? Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Anything like that. It, it's just there's no follow up on anything. We set up a high stakes of someone invades your fucking home. Your your family's gonna be scared, terrorized, and instead we're fucking doing the wop out there, bro. Fuck out of here. And the other thing is too. I'm just. I grew up around lumberjacks and cowboys, bro, and woodsmen a middle school fucking history teacher is not that. And so you can say cowboy all you want. You can get him a fucking horse to ride out on and get him a howdy duty sheriff's badge. If you want in a cowboy hat, it don't mean shit to me. He should be back in the classroom teaching about the fucking Quakers and the pilgrims. Cause he ain't no cowboy, bro. I know real fucking men and real cowboys and that ain't it. Well, let's talk about the last two things, the opener and the end. We'll talk about the opener with the match. So we had the Blackpool Combat Club, that being Mox and Wheeler Yuta taking on Orange Cassidy and Hook. Um, Yuta in a shocking yeah, dynamite victory. He and, I, and, I, and not just because he's here to back up because I'm not fucking African-American. My man Charles the Hammer Evans is in the house fucking drill sergeant u.s army badass motherfucker and i've seen him uh, i'll say this when they did peanut butter jelly time in cincinnati hammer was over as fuck with the little kids and he turned it on but when it's time to be serious and whoop somebody's ass you ain't gonna see fucking hammer out there doing the running man or the mc hammer fucking side dance just because his name's hammer he's there to beat your fucking ass pin you one two three and be a big badass motherfucker so just like as soon as a beat drops, a black guy's got to start dancing. Like, that shit's got to end, bro. Yeah, you know, or Hangman Page should have come out with the shotgun, and then they should have cut the black or something. I don't know. Yeah, bro. I, I don't doubt, like, they, they could have done that. Cut the promo. He's too much of a bitch to even fucking show up and face us. They leave, go out to the car. Shh, shh, boom. Shh, shh, boom. Put two, in the, two through the back windshield while they're fucking peeling out, bro. You come, you come to my house and get through the dogs of war and, and even get close to any of the wives, you're going to catch a hot one. In fact, I'll probably be about 150 yards away in the sniper tower with the 308 and whiz one right by your fucking head. So the, the, none, of, none of what they set up gets to the blood feud stakes that they need to. 
Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, well, like I said, last two things. And if here. he was a real cowboy, yeah. he'd have a 30-30. So, whatever. Well, you know, he could have a 1947 rifle or something. I don't know. Yeah, something a 30-30. Yeah, yeah. the, the rifle that won the West. <laughs> so, you know, but what do I know, man? Maybe he'll get fucking uh, spot on Yellowstone. Who knows? Oh, I thought that might have been Tony Khan calling again. Uh, that's uh, Syracuse.com trying to call me for a story tomorrow. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Blackpool Combat Club, he, they pick up the victory after Yuta. He hits uh, the Death Rider, and he hits the seatbelt pin uh, for the victory. Mox grabbed a microphone after the match, running down Cassidy before promising he will take back his championship and grind Cassidy down at full gear. And then he dropped the mic and left. What did you think of the match? Uh, the, this match, I didn't mind too much. I like the seatbelt pin. That's always one of my favorite tech pins. I show that to my students and they were super pumped about it to learn it. So nice. we've got a couple, um, technical pins like that, that you're not seeing a bunch of places. Serena, I think you would have took it from Serena to be honest. I mean, the seatbelt pin's been around forever, but Serena was using it for a while. And now you does. I Where think. is Serena? That's another, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> K-Fizz. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. Um, you know, as far as uh, when she's coming back or in what I've, I've uh, tried to lay out a couple ideas. So, uh, but you never know how, how they'll use it or not. Um, yeah, uh, this wasn't super bad, but again, there was spots in later matches that were in this match okay, and repeated. Okay. So agents aren't talking, workers aren't watching what comes ahead of them. And if they are and they see it, they're going, ah, they did our spot. Fuck it. We're going to do it still. Nope. If you see them do it in the opener, that's out of the match. We're not doing the same spot unless they do it and they and they win with it. I've explained this. This rip 101. First match, what yada, yada, yada. Dude wins with a sunset flip. Something simple. Right. Right. And in the main event, when somebody goes for a sunset flip, one, two kick out. Right. right. And, it, and they'll pop because we've conditioned our audience in the beginning of the show that a sunset flip can win. Right. That's the only time a spot should be repeated. <sighs> you still think this is a good show? Yeah. After you put it in the <laughs> second, it might not have been. It sucked. This was one of the top five worst episodes of AEW for a multitude of reasons, bro. From well, uh, the, from, from the from having uh, enhancement mal- matches while you're going into a pay per view, from repeating spots, from the wrong promos off the emotions that should be invoked, and even the fact that you had this goofy ass fucking street fight to promote a video game that's not even your video game that hasn't sold and you probably lost 150 million on and black friday is fucking 12 days away or whatever like you couldn't be any more off the mark marketing wise and being a mark for yourself in the ring and then we close with a goddamn promo after a match that's how we're going home a promo and a beatdown with no run-in save the guys who got thrown through glass last week and laid the fuck out aren't coming for the save. Beautiful. Perfect, everybody. Nailed it. Great segue, as I was going to say. That, that's how we ended the show. Max c- comes out. He says, after the brutal attack on the acclaim last week, it's become clear that he can't run from his past. Every time he opens himself up and lets people in, they get hurt. He feels cursed. Says he liked, He says that he's sorry to the acclaim. They got caught in the crossfire. He spent every waking moment. He's proud to say he's made it. It's not all glitz and glam. The air is thin. It's daunting and lonely. And he looks down in every direction. He sees men climbing with only the intention to shove him off the top. Jay White comes around or enter switchblade, if you will. He says Max is going to make him sick 
and he should drop the act because he's embarrassing himself. He's trying so hard to be the hero, but that's just not who he is. He's the villain, and he's always been, and the devil mass distractions aren't fooling anyone. As you mentioned, ass boys hit the ring. They beat down MJF. Juice comes out. They take the champion out, and then Jay rolls Max over and draws him up for the Blade Runner. Bullet Club stands strong, and we see Samojo watching backstage on a monitor. Once again, probably, uh, I don't know, I, I, he's probably smiling. I forgot. As the show ends. Yeah. Um, uh, and Jay White's promo is just drawn. You know, I'm betting you. You know, you all. You know, I'll bet I win. I'll bet it's one of the best. like, shut the fuck up, bro. Everybody's 165 pounds. I don't care how fucking wiry and muscular you are, bro. I put you in a bear hug and belly to belly your ass. You're fucking going for a ride and you're not going to like it. Like the, these guys who. Just because they got other cool, it reminds me of the fucking JV baseball team of these guys think they're fucking cool and they hang out together and they get their little inside jokes in, but they couldn't do shit to anybody on any given Sunday, bro. They would get their ass handed to them 10 out of 10 times by the fucking guys I went to high school with. Now, <laughs> in 10th grade, they would fuck them, up, them guys up, bro. Well, that is, ladies and gentlemen, your AEW dynamite review this week on light the views ben Hamin coming in hot the yeah, fans dude. here in the chat room are like i love this version of ben i love when ben's hot i i, I hate to be like that sometimes i want to be constructive and i want to have constructive criticism but when you bastardize this art form that and whenever he goes i love this business no you don't because otherwise you wouldn't do it like that Otherwise, you'd really give a fuck and understand the psychology and watch your stuff back and go Ugh. I'm never doing that again. Or ugh, I did that wrong. Let me try it one more time and see if I can get it right. Or that ain't for me. But instead they go, what the fuck does he know? He's not on the roster. He's not getting the check. I don't give a fuck what they think about me, bro. I've lived 10 times the life that they ever have. So that, that, that doesn't shake me one bit. But the fact that they're out there thinking they're over with their fucking lats out and fucking I'm, I'm the best of the best. And you really don't even understand after you work heat, how to go into a finish, you, I got no time for you. You got to go back to wrestling school, and the guy who hired you has no idea what he's doing. And the agent who's allowing you to do that stuff, even if they tell you otherwise, and not shit hammering you afterwards with fines for it, for your own good, so you understand and become a better performer, they got to go to. And they can call Stevie on the side and be like, brother, we try and tell him da 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 you're not trying hard enough. You're not wielding the power you should fucking wield over them. And it also shows that as, as young performers, they don't respect you for laying the groundwork and taking all the bumps that you took and passing those lessons on. That's exactly what an agent's job is going, you know what, man, I tried this, that spot you want to do in Philly back in 1998 and it didn't work. Then I tried it. And when I was with uh, WCW in 2000 and here's how it worked and, and went a little bit better for us. What the fuck do you know? You're fucking old school. We're just going to, you don't understand how they really want it out there. Okay. Go have fun. <laughs> Go have fun and watch the numbers drop in your segment 17%. Because that's what they do from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. You, the, the, every AEW show drops between 17 and 30% in viewership. Last I'm not thing, making the numbers up. It's their shit box work. Well, last thing I did, I have just a quick question I have just before we leave. Uh, you know, it, Tony Khan announcing that he's going to sign somebody this weekend. Uh, three people pop into my head that would apparently be, you know, be respectful or the AEW fans will be respectful or they like. Um, Nick Nemeth, or I'm sorry, not Nick Nemeth, Ryman Nemeth, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler. Um, there was, uh, what's his name, uh, Matt Cardona. 
and sure. the, and the other one I thought uh, Sammy Callahan. So is there anybody else besides those three you think that would be the quote unquote big name signing that Tony Khan is bringing in? Um, Magnum TA. I heard this young upstart might come in, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and really shake up the fucking world. Uh, Mr. T. I heard he he might be might be coming nice. back too, and um, well, fuck it. Let's uh, at, at that Doc, point, Shockmaster. At that point, just give me the tag team of Stallone and fucking Schwarzenegger. Let's get them in the yeah, ring. I mean, we got to see what's left in the. They're already jacked, so they're already on the juice, right? So I mean, they they'll fit right in. Yeah, they'll actually have better work rate than seventy percent of the roster. So, all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matthew Schaefer Gage, the host of SMB. South Park Review. You can check us out linktr.we slash South Park Pod. We just dropped episode number 202 today. Which one was it? Medicinal Fried Chicken, I believe, is now out. Ugh. What happens in the town of South Park when a South Park bans all of KFCs and they turn into medical marijuana dispensaries? It thrusts the boys into the life of crime under the underground circuit of KFC, and Randy will stop at nothing to get his hands on a medical marijuana card. Check out linktree.southparkpod or hit us up on YouTube South Park Pod on all podcast outlets. Ben Hameen, once again, it is always a pleasure and a privilege to sit with you each and every week. What do we got before we go, sir? Y'all man. It's a big uh, redemption weekend in Westmerland, Middle Eastmerland. Hacker Hameen, Blaze Haram, the sons of Allah, taking out the... Italian mob, the Nazi mafia. It's going to be on premiere uh, network on pay-per-view the following day. So check it out. Or if you're uh, willing to make the drive to upstate New York, Westmoreland, uh, we'll be there rocking out, man, beating the shit out of everybody, taking out some of this frustration. So uh, that, uh, that'll be doing it. I'll be uh, working on my uh, dispensary tomorrow, more uh, just manual labor to get things ready as things are moving at breakneck speed. I try not to stooge off things before you know you get it signed so uh we're just uh, putting in the hard work and grind and hopefully it all pays off so i don't have to give a fuck about wrestling <laughs> and you can probably hear it in my tone today man because i'm not gonna sell for this shit that is a bastardized version where these guys think they're over just because they get a a fucking direct deposit check from tony every week that's that's a crock of shit none of them are doing their art over there to the highest level only Tony Storm. That two hey. hours and only 90 seconds of that show was worthy of even mentioning as a quality product. Everything else on that was terrible, terrible dog shit. Well, last thing, guys, next week's in is Thanksgiving. So I don't think we'll be back. Maybe we will, we don't know. We'll figure it I might, out. I might just go live solo, but you do what you gotta do, man. The I'll wives be here. Are, so I mean I'm right, here. The so. wives are going away. So uh, you know, I just don't know why I'm going to the Emperor's Palace or what have you. So y'all uh We'll tune in next week for your Thanksgiving turducken fuckface AEW review on another edition. Like the <laughs> He'll think next week's show's good too. Rep it.